You're listening to The Bounding Box, where we talk about web development, geo-development, and everything in between. All right, welcome to The Bounding Box. Today, I'm joined by a great guest here. I've got Courtney. Courtney, please tell us who you are, what you do, what's your problem? Hi, yeah, thank you, Renee. Yeah, I'm so excited to be on here. Um, yeah, my name is Courtney Yato. Uh, I've been a developer advocate at Esri for just under a year and a half now. Uh, so I'm a part of the developer experience team. And our team is in charge of the developers website, developers.arcgis.com, um, the general and open source documentation on there, uh, and really just like overall developer satisfaction with our you know, technology. Um, yeah, so uh, it's, it's fun. My role as a developer advocate, it kind of sits at the intersection of like developers engineering, um, marketing, and then community engagement, you know, a little bit of social media, kind of like all of that stuff. So I feel like I'm wearing, you know, a lot of hats when, uh, when I'm doing my role. So, you know, doing things like, yeah, just connecting with developers and in, in many different ways. And mm -hmm. it's definitely a great role that you've got going there. I mean, the, the experience team does a lot. They're, they're really out there. Um, creating information and tutorials and just helping users out and stuff in the community and stuff like that. And you're right. I mean, it is a lot of I me, mean, not just presenting the information you're creating it, right? I mean, you're creating these tutorials, videos, stuff like that, doing sessions and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really cool. And you've had a, a really exciting first year when you started Ezra. I mean, you were, you did a Dev Summit plenary, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, Right, so I did, the first one that I did was um, on a smaller scale. So I had like a little bit of, you know, a work up too. So I, I went into um, DevSub at Europe, the, um, in Berlin. Uh, and so I did the, the little plenary there, you know. So that was, I don't know, maybe like 500, 600 people, you know. Um, but then, yeah, I worked my way up to then doing the DevSummit plenary uh, in Palm Springs, which, you know, was quite a bit more um if you add all the people virtually too i i don't even want to know <laughs> how many people but yeah. but yeah it was it's a thrilling experience it's definitely nerve-wracking but um you know you kind of you kind of have this invigorating like just fire behind you once you've once you're part way through you're like okay i got this keep going don't mess up but keep going and then you're done you're like yes <laughs> yeah but, it's really fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i've done them before and it's like it's, it's weird. You go up there and you do your five minutes or whatever it is, or maybe 10. And I mean, yeah. there are hours and hours behind that, like little 10 minutes or whatever that you do. Right. And all that build yeah. up. And like you said, the excitement and anxiety you got going up there and everything. But once it's done and like you're up there doing it, it it's great. It's a really good feeling and stuff to get it all done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't think people realize there's not, you know, any kind of um, uh, like, uh, script that you're reading off of or oh, yeah. anything, you know, you're just, you got it all memorized, right? So <laughs> there's, there's no prompters or anything fun. like that. You've got no. uh, slides to work off of, you know, maybe that your work that you're looking mm -hmm. at. And even then you're spending more time looking at the audience. And you're looking at your actual slides most of the time. Right. So <laughs> yeah, you've done a lot of, um, yeah. YouTube videos too. You've done a lot of shorts and stuff like that. I've seen that you've put out there, mm -hmm. uh, things on using the, the platform to do a lot of different things. You do a really good job mm -hmm. of explaining how to use the platform and uh, get the most out of it and stuff. I mean, what, what's your background mm -hmm. that you're able to do stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, 
like I mentioned, I've been at Esri for a year and a half. So before that, um, I did have a 10-year completely different career. Uh, so I've always had a love for math. Um, I used to be a high school math uh, and computer science teacher. Uh, yeah, and I, I was did that for 10 years, like I said. And, you know, after honestly starting in around 2019, I just started to begin feeling kind of worn down, you know, just by um, all of the things like the early mornings of getting up and getting into the classroom and doing before school tutoring, but then also, you know, making sure my room's ready after school tutoring, dealing with parents, uh, grading, lesson planning, like late nights, you know, it was just a lot. So as, <laughs> as much as I love teaching, um, it, it just took a toll on me, you know? So um, in the, I have a math background, but in the computer science realm, that, uh, that really kind of was more self-taught. I was actually thrown my first computer science course to teach uh, my second year of teaching and I just embraced it I was like okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna try this out you know because I did a little like a tiny bit of programming in college with uh, MATLAB and a couple of my math courses and okay. I remember kind of dreading it a bit because they didn't teach us anything they just kind of threw it at us <laughs> but <laughs> I was like okay I've got this I'll, I will try so I actually taught very basic programming, like actual TI basic on wow, calculators okay. for a bit. That was fun. Um, and I transitioned into teaching like Java, uh, AP computer science. Yeah, so, I mean, once 2020 hit um, and schools were let out uh, and then we were on like a, you know, shortened like schedule, virtual, all of that. I had a lot more time on my hands like everyone else, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, so. I just decided to explore computer science a bit more. I um, signed up for an intro, like online web development course that got me started with HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Um, yeah, and I, from there, I mean, I did teach for another like couple of years, but I was definitely building up a portfolio of projects and kind of gaining my confidence and figuring out, you know, how I was going to make that career transition um, and really where I wanted to fit in tech. So to be honest, I mean, you know, my, my my teaching background, once I found the role of developer like, relations, I was excited. You know, I started <laughs> applying to those, those kind of roles. Because at first I was just doing, you know, junior software engineer, whatever, you know, and it just didn't feel right. I did a few interviews and I was like, I don't want to be behind a desk just working on production code all day. I, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to now I'll be able to, you know, still teach in some ways, do content creation, you know, get to interact with developers about our technology. Um, not having obviously any GIS background, that's something that's coming on the job. <laughs> so that's been fun. <laughs> that, that's interesting. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you, uh, I mean, you, you did come mm -hmm. in with a, a great like teaching background and stuff like that. And like you said, you've got the, the chops for the engineering part and stuff like that. But the, the GIS is something different. Right. But uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I guess you could say um, the approach that you have to teach people something, regardless of what, the, what it is. Right. It, it's just kind of something yeah. you have a knack for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there's uh, there's definitely a teaching style of pedagogy that I've developed over the years, you know, of teaching high schoolers. And a lot of that can translate to adults, too, you know, um, sure and it just, does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the techniques of, you know, just the incentivizations of, you know, whatever you're doing to try to 
um, make people engaged and understand the content, you know, and um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It, I've seen a lot of the overlap and I'm continuing to you know, try to translate my skills in that in that way. <laughs> now, I yeah. do remember I was one of your interviewers when you interviewed at Esri. Mm -hmm. I remember a rule put me on the that interview team and you had prepared like a small uh, presentation teaching someone how to use, I believe it's on how to use the ArcGIS API for JavaScript. Is that right? Uh, how mm -hmm. to build a map, right? How to, how to yeah. get the basic steps in there. Stuff like that. And it was pretty impressive. I mean, for someone that didn't have a background in um mapping per se and was and it was impressive too because you're interviewing at a company that does mapping so you did your research ahead of time and you prepared mm -hmm. a small little walkthrough um presentation how to do it which was great and that that really was impressive to see that yeah thank you yeah it was i will say i mean i i definitely researched like you said i found youtube videos um i found one of your guys's live streams it may have been one of the first ones you guys did um, yeah, to, to kind of help, you know, so some videos, I think, um, from, I don't know if it was from a past step summit or something, but I know, uh, it was more of an introductory one. So I took a lot of notes kind of from things that like, you know, you and like Julie and other people on your team, uh, were saying about, you know, just how to use the API SDK, uh, and yeah, translated into a presentation of, you know, trying to everything that I gathered out of it, you know, um, yeah, it's, but one thing I've definitely always tried to incorporate in any kind of, I guess, tutorial or presentation like thing is if I if I have time uh, are any of the potential like mistakes that you could make, you know, so just things to look out for um, and that kind of thing. So I know that like Raul and John, who interviewed me initially, were both very you know, impressed with kind of that, too. Like, you know, OK, you're not only showing how to do something, but also potential pitfalls or things that mistakes that people might make too so yeah. and they're really useful <laughs> you'll, you'll see it a lot even if you look at like the Ezra community um stuff that they're on the, the website that people can post questions on they they hit these like little mistakes and stuff here and there and it's not um difficult to get past but there's these little things that if you've never hit them before you're like i have no idea where, where to go from here right so to mm -hmm. see that kind of information up front i mean it just it sticks in the back of your head when you're working on something like okay uh i've seen this before and I know there's something to work around it, right? You may not remember exactly what it is, but at least it gets you on the right path to something, which is really nice. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, anytime I'm learning something new, which has been this pretty much entire role, um, <laughs> is I always make a note of it. I'm like, okay, could I turn this into, a, you know, a blog or a tutorial or something and, you know, add on any mistakes that I made along the way too, like all the learning points. You know, I did a lot of that when I was teaching too, since there was so much that I was learning in terms of the computer science stuff while I was teaching it too. So yeah, it's just another way that I've kind of translated. Has most of the stuff you've been doing um, been JavaScript based or have you touched on any of the Python stuff or any other um, APIs as well? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I It really has been just the JavaScript stuff. So um, I've, you know, played around with the JavaScript SDK. Um, I've done definitely a lot of more of our open source integrations um, and using our REST APIs um, directly. Uh, but yeah, I, I do plan to try to dive into, you know, our Python API um, and so, some of the other things. I did play around a little bit with some of our native uh, 
SDKs. I think I was using Java the other day because I have a little bit of Java background. Um, but yeah, I need to try more of it. It's just there's there's just so much, you know. <laughs> exactly, it's true. Uh, I always want to mess with the the Android stuff using Kotlin, or I had yeah. um, uh, interviewed someone last year on the um, Games SDK, right? Uh, Rex Henson. Mm. And I yes. really want to mess with that, but then I have to get every, my Windows stuff set up, and I don't use Windows, so I have to get that going and everything. Um, so it, that mm -hmm. would be really fun to try too. Yeah, actually, you you just reminded me uh, when I read when I was interviewing. I remembered I was trying to just expose myself to all ArcGIS things, and um, Unity and Unreal were pretty, I guess, pretty new at that point, and I had just. I had used Unity a little bit before just for fun. You know, I hadn't actually created anything, just trying it out. Um, and yeah, so I, I played around with with our um, SDK for that last year, or two, I guess it was, yeah, early last year uh, a bit. And yeah, it was cool. Um, definitely something that I have no expertise in, but <laughs> I would love to play with that more as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on the platform yeah. side, I think the the, um, the use of API keys uh, across the board now is really interesting. And I know mm -hmm. people use them a lot um, client-side up front and stuff like that. But I think the real power for that is probably like on the back-end um, side where people can do different things with them, uh, the location services, uh, nearest facility type stuff or close facility, whatever they're using, and processing stuff in the back-end, right? And then serving that out somehow. Mm. I think that's really where a lot of the cool stuff yeah. uh, could be done with the API keys. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a whole whole realm of uh, possibilities there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of neat because like the um, you, know, you can integrate everything with like Leaflet using Esri Leaflet as bringing mm -hmm. our base maps and all that stuff. Then we have the whole Map Libre stuff. You can bring in the geocoding and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so I mean, it's really just open to wherever you need it or however much complexity your particular application needs, there's something that you could use it for, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to, you know, the more that I've talked to developers that whether they're aware of our technology or not, um, they, they don't know that we have really any of that open source integration option, you know? So, I mean, if you, People that hear of Esri don't think open source. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I presented at uh, Fos4G NA uh, back in October uh, with one of my colleagues, George, on my team. And we both, you know, we're having a, a bit of questions and backlash of like, what? Like, this is kind of confusing. But, you know, once we, you know, talked about, it really was more focused on just the performance across the three open source yeah. um, libraries, but we, you know, use some ArcGIS um, hosted data to do that performance testing. Um, so, you know, kind of using it stealthily, kind of, um, but anyways, for the most part, that it was, it was good. People really embraced it, and a lot of people were excited to hear that, you know, we actually do offer those kinds of integrations very yeah. cool it's always nice <laughs> to hear back feedback uh even from people that aren't necessarily our direct uh, users or customers but just you know what they think about using stuff like that right that they can integrate at some point down the road what their feedback is on it it's really cool to hear that back mm -hmm. yeah for sure <laughs> so i talked a little bit about the um it's called esri community it used to be called geonet and before that, it was the ArcGIS forums or Esri forums. Now it's called mm -hmm. the Esri community, a website. And 
in, in general, that's kind of like where people could go um, with basic questions like that. But there's an entire um, like geodev community out there that does encompasses more than just like Esri stuff, but people are aware of it and everything like that too. I mean, how can people really um, engage with that community? Are there any like um, suggestions you have or something like that if people are interested in talking to others that are doing that? Because I know that, for example, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that probably work in local agencies that are kind of isolated from uh, the larger community, mm -hmm. right? But they they really just want to communicate with others who are doing the same kind of work they do. So what do you, what do you yeah. suggest that people like that do to engage? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'll briefly talk about Esri community and just that, you know, it is a great space for people who are aware and are very active with using our technology. But, you know, if you're not, um, you know, if you if you are just like a general geo developer, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many other forms and communities out there. I mean, I, I've seen several uh, good postings on like Stack Exchange, like the GIS section. Um, there's a Reddit GIS like community as well. And Discord, uh, I've seen some uh, good like geospatial uh, group on there. Um, I don't spend a lot of time in those channels, uh, but I definitely know those do exist. Uh, and I I think that's one of, one of my goals for this year is to try to just, yeah, be more out there and interact with more geo developers uh, in general. Um, yeah, another good option, I would say, is try to uh, contribute to open source, you know, so whether it's on GitHub or GitLab, you know, if you, you can find so many open source GIS projects, and it's a really good way to, like, engage with others as well, you know, and contribute to potentially real world um, projects and get feedback, too. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So several other ways, I mean, conferences, meetups, you know, like, uh, webinars, live streams, like all sorts of things. So, yeah. <laughs> are you uh, are you set to be presenting at Dev Summit in March uh, this year? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Um, yeah, actually, so I'll be at Dev Summit in Palm Springs, um, and then I'm actually before that going to do the Developer Summit portion uh, at Fed GIS because okay. that's really close to me here. So that's going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you. I didn't say it up top, but my my problem um, is that uh, I'm already sick of the snow, and it's only snowed <laughs> once this season here. And oh. you know, as a former teacher, I used to love it because we'd get snow days, and now I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I've done fed a few times, and um, mm -hmm. I, I I just stopped because it's too cold. Like last the last time I went, I didn't listen to someone. I didn't take a scarf or anything. I had a regular jacket. My hotel oh, was yeah. just like a block away from the, yeah. the, I was freezing, freezing. My neck was so cold. I was dying. No matter, I had like a sweater and a jacket and it wasn't snowing. It had just snow. So there was snow on the ground, but I was like, you know what? I, I'm from California. I, I can't, I can't do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just went and drank myself warm <laughs> after that. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's one way to, yeah, I get a blanket. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's cool, but the I mean the conference center itself is is really nice. The Walter E. Convention it is. Center. It is really nice. You um, get to meet. You get a whole yeah. different crowd there. Um, that you get to meet everybody mm -hmm. from like you no, know, because DC, right? So you get all the federal employees. Yeah. You get all these really different questions like that. It's really cool. I really enjoy it, and I I do miss seeing a lot of the people, the regulars from Fed, uh, out there and stuff mm -hmm. like that that don't get to go to Palm Springs, right? So uh, that yeah. I kind of miss out on, but yeah. 
I don't miss that. Yeah, part. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Uh, which, I mean, then I'm excited for Palm Springs, which, you know, is likely to be much warmer, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cross the fingers, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. And I was there, like we said, I was there last year and it was, people were saying it was a little cooler then because I think it was more yeah. in the high 60s or something. But it, it was more um, light sweater yeah. weather last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is still a lot better than, you know, most anywhere halfway up the <laughs> East Coast or, you know, during that time. So yeah, it should be, should be fun. I'm, awesome. I'm going to be doing a few demo theaters and one talk as well. And okay. don't know about plenary yet. We'll see. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right, Courtney, well, I want to respect your time, but before I let you go, do you have any tips or tricks for listeners out there? It doesn't have to be uh geo dev related at all or anything like that. Anything you want to throw out there? Yeah. So, um, I will say if you uh, feel stuck or if you feel, say, unhappy in um, whether it's in your career or in life in general, you know, don't don't just be complacent. Uh, I had to kind of teach myself that when I was going through my transition, my career transition. So I used to, you know, feel bad that I wanted to leave teaching, you know, but there's there's honestly there's a reason for the way that you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling something like that. So take it as a sign and a motivation to uh, make a change. Sometimes it's really okay to be selfish. Uh, honestly, everyone will likely be better off for it because you know, it's really hard to help others if you can't help yourself. So, That's yeah. awesome advice, Courtney, <laughs> appreciate that. Well, thank you very much, I'll see you next time. All right, awesome, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Bounty Box today. Please subscribe for more content.